0: Let's talk about the Costa Rica Gold Rush. You know, it sure didn't last long, and today it is non-existent. Costa Rica had to choose between being a biodiverse country or a country that would scar its land with open pit mining. In 1502, way back when, when Christopher Columbus set foot on a little island just off the coast of what is now the Limon area, he was first impressed with the ornate gold jewelry that the local indigenous people wore. Along with the fact that the dense green jungles, the abundance of wildlife and beautiful coastline was the first things that he saw, he named this new land Costa Rica or rich coast as you know. There was a lot of speculation from the early Spanish settlers that Costa Rica was flush with gold ready to be mined and sold on the global but gold was not discovered here for over 300 years in the early 1800s. Costa Rica's strong economy was established solely because of agriculture, with sugar and pineapples, corn and coffee at the forefront. Everyone was too busy making big money in the way. The exploration for gold could wait. Large-scale gold mining didn't begin until the 1820s, though it soon declined shortly after, in the 1840s, Over 90 years later in the 1930s, huge gold deposits were discovered on the Osa Peninsula and the industry grew very strong, spurring gold fever to sweep the country. Throughout the early years, the Osa Peninsula and areas surrounding were deemed uninhabitable, almost considered a wasteland simply because there were no people in the area. It was a dense jungle habitat with no future plans to make it a place where people would want to live. With the discovery of gold in the area, a migration to the peninsula quickly began as a surge of excited people flocked to the area with hopes of striking it rich, mining for gold. Many of those who moved to the area were refugees from the other Caribbean nations seeking refuge from the iron fist rule of their national governments along with the former banana plantation workers from the Limon region looking for work following the closing of many of the United Fruit Company plantations during this time. The Osa Peninsula was one of Costa Rica's largest gold-producing regions until the late 1980s. It was known for producing exceptionally high-grade gold with a total purity above 20 carats, considered to be very high for natural gold deposits. Because of this, throughout this gold rush period, the entire region experienced a large economic boom, fueled by artisanal gold prospecting. Unlike other gold mining zones of Costa Rica, however, the Osa Peninsula was unique in that gold was not only abundant in the mountainous regions, but also was found in hundreds of riverbanks throughout the peninsula in sedimentary form. Sedimentary gold, much different from larger gold nuggets, can be extracted in an artisanal process known as gold panning, a labor-intensive method of extraction that utilizes a gold pan to separate the precious metal out of the sand and gravel deposits. This artisanal form of mining was the initial method adopted by many of the local gold miners, known locally here in Spanish as Oreros. Dos Brazos de Rio Tigre was perhaps the largest major gold mining community that was settled on the Osa Peninsula It was positioned perfectly between the two arms, Dos Brazos, of the Tigre River and was also on the outskirts of an area now known as the Corcovado National Park. At this time, the Tigre River was one of the rivers with the largest concentration of naturally occurring gold deposits in the entire region. Because of this, for so many years, the main economic activity of those who settled there was artisanal gold mining or gold panning. Because of their success, dozens of global gold mining companies learned of this area quickly and immediately relocated their men and equipment. There were no rules or laws, and this led to total destruction of the area. Huge tracts of natural habitats, jungles, and wildlife were decimated deforestation landslides and devastation continued for many many years the government finally stepped in to save their cherished land they knew something was wrong in response to this terrible environmental damage in 1975 President Daniel Oduber established Corcovado National Park a protected conservation territory of the Osa Peninsula that spans nearly one-third of the region's landscape With the formation of this protected territory came significant government effort to eradicate any extractive activities within the park's limits. And for the next 8 to 10 years, the government completely banned gold prospecting of all types. They started to heavily enforce these regulations within this restricted territory, while this legislation improved environmental conditions in the long run. For many local people, the immediate impact was so negative resulting in widespread unemployment. Dos Brazos was one of the communities most affected by this new regulation, so many residents were prohibited from practicing the primary activities that enabled them to generate income to support their families for so many years. In 2004, the community formed a... (coughs) Excuse me. A-C-O-D-O-B-R-A-R-T-I a non-profit conservation association dedicated to the ultimate protection of the flora and fauna of the entire Dos Brazos de Rio Tigre and the surrounding communities of the Osa Peninsula. The association has served as a primary catalyst in realizing a shift in local economic activity away from damaging extractive practices in favor of sustainable sources of work, that not only seek to safeguard the community's unique natural landscape, but also depend on it. This has been very successful. In February of 2015, the ACODOBRARTI opened its first entrance into Corcovado National Park, and today the community has 25 nationally certified park guides who offer tours throughout the peninsula. As you can see by the abbreviated history above, the Costa Rican government has chosen its country's biodiversity and the health of its flora and fauna over what riches can be generated by a robust gold industry. The 5 million plus residents of Costa Rica are very happy that this route was taken. And so are the three million plus visitors that flock to Costa Rica every year to enjoy their national parks, their volcanoes and beaches, their hundreds of thousands of species of plants and animals, and so much more. To this day, southern Costa Rica has remained the least inhabited area of the country. In my opinion, it's the most green, most lush, and most wild and diverse, diverse area. If you get a chance, be sure to spend a few days on the Osa Peninsula and in the Corcovado National Park. You will experience the old Costa Rica. Bring your camera, your binoculars, some good walking shoes and get ready for the time of your life. Gold is good but seeing a plentiful area that has so many toucans and scarlet macaws and sloths and tapers and pumas and anteaters and butterflies and thousands of other species is our best choice. As always, we thank you so much for listening and we invite you to listen to our other 640 plus episodes of our Costa Rica Pura Vida Lifestyle Podcast Series. The only reason we spend time doing all of this is to share our knowledge and spread the good news about Costa Rica. It is as simple as that. We invite you to get caught up with all of our episodes in the next couple of weeks. We cover every topic imaginable about Costa Rica. We keep them short, usually between 7 and 10 minutes long. We know you're busy and we respect your time. We can be found on all major podcast venues, the Apple Podcast and Google Podcast platforms, Radio FM, iHeartRadio, Anchor and Spotify and so many more. Also, I've added a link to our Costa Rica Immigration and Moving Experts website. If you are considering a move to Costa Rica and you're interested in acquiring legal status for you alone or for you and your family, we have well over 20 years of experience helping individuals and families make the move to this amazing country. Again, Costa Rica Immigration and Moving Experts, be sure to check us out when you're ready. Thanks again, and we'll see you here tomorrow. And keep in mind that we present these podcast episodes to you seven days a week. We never try to miss a day only because there's so much good news coming out of Costa Rica and so many things to talk about that we simply want to share them all with you immediately. Pura Vida, thanks for listening, and we will see you tomorrow about the same time.